Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad. This is episode 124. Man, those numbers are nice. (laughs) And this is chapter four of Spoof Horror. So we're rounding that last final corner into silly horror comedy. And we went with a Micah pick. And uh, (laughs) Pika. Micah picked Dracula dead and loving it. So this is a Leslie Nielsen, Mel Brooks vehicle comedy spoof horror based on Dracula. Probably the funniest, truest to the book version of a spoof I can think of. Because usually with some spoofs, they take a weird left turn or right turn somewhere. But everyone acts just about the way they do in the book. And they actually add more stuff to it. So we watched Nosferatu uh, a couple of weeks ago. And that version wasn't really that close to the novel. It took its <laughs> own, you know, just things, you know, with the whole story. But this one's pretty close. Like, there's tons of moments that I'm like, oh, that's in the book. And things they say when Van Helsing, uh, when they talk about killing a vampire in a point in the movie... He says, like, yeah, we'll cut the head off and stuff the mouth full of garlic. That's what they do in the book. Like, <laughs> that's actually what they do. And then they stake the body. So this was a really cool version of it. Uh, fun fact, this was the last film to be directed by Mel Brooks. So this is, one, this is the last one he did. He did co-write one more film before he stopped doing the whole writing and stuff. And that was to producers in 2005. Yeah. So yeah, this is like the tail end of Mel Brooks's awesomeness. Uh, it'd be really cool if he did another film, but he's old now. Uh, I've, there was some uh, video with his son uh, about the whole uh, distancing, and his like dad, Mel Brooks, is like behind glass, like waving to his son. <laughs> Max Brooks is like, "Please, <laughs> please stay inside, so my dad won't die." <laughs> so yeah, that was great. But yeah, no, this this is a good one. Uh, like I said, it was really cool to see. I haven't seen this in forever. It's been a very long time since I've seen this movie. So it was really cool to see things. And then after seeing multiple versions of Dracula recently, it's, it's really cool just to see what they left in and what they took out. Uh, just about, I know half the crew in this movie were in Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> yes, they were. <laughs> yeah. It's like he dragged everybody from that movie and was like, hey, we're going to do a Dracula movie while everyone's like here. <laughs> Abe Lincoln? Right? <laughs> and it was really cool. It, I don't know. It's just a really good group. So it was very enjoyable. Uh, so, like always, we'll get going on the movie, talk about it. Then we'll go through favorites and least favorites and all that stuff. So sit back and relax and let's talk about Dracula dead and loving it. I'm going to throw this pen top in your mouth. Bitch. <laughs> Uh, so honestly, this follows the same steps as like the Dracula film with Christopher Lee and Nosferatu, the one we watched. So it starts with our boy Renfeld, you know, different names if you, depending on what version. But Renfeld, he's traveling from London to Count Castle Dracula in Transylvania to the finalize the purchase of a home in England. And so everyone's warning him like, no, we don't travel at night. This shit's scary. You're going to have to walk the rest of the way like same steps but just funny mel brooks stuff you know people falling out of shit i ah man it's good stuff it's 
it sucks talking about Mel Brooks films because you can't give the jokes justice. <laughs> like we, we talk about them, you know, it's, accurate. It's good stuff. And so we get to see uh, tying for the oldest rendition of Dracula, our boy Leslie Nielsen. Uh, so he tied with uh, Bella Lugosi. And so, yeah, 65. I want to say he was 65 when this movie when he did Dracula in the 63 or 65. And um, yeah, he's very imposing and scary at times. And then there's other times where he just falls downstairs. And so it's, it's <laughs> this is the probably one of the coolest versions of Dracula that you'll, that you'll see. And so like always he uh, hypnotizes people when he needs something done. So he hypnotizes Renfeld, not before his vampire wives, try to attack Renfeld just like in the book and usually wrong the- me wrong yeah. me so hard <laughs> that is my leg that you're straddling <laughs> excuse oh. me madam what are you doing to the furniture oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's so I literally no joke when this movie started I looked at Micah and I said so this is why Nosferatu was a silent film right got it because this is literally everything that happened in the first 10 seconds of Nosferatu or like the whole movie. And I was like, got it. This is what they were really saying while all those cue cards with words and stuff on them were happening. Oh, yeah. Just screams. <sighs> Tons of screams. <laughs> and so like always, they hop on a ship to England and he has them in the uh, coffin and he's taking care of them. So he's his protector. And when he gets to the ship, uh, I think he actually, yeah, he eats everybody on the ship, just like in all the other versions. And uh, it's not a big talk about, like, the plague or anything in this version. It's just like, oh, he was the only one on the ship. We found Renfeld, and he might be crazy. So we're going to send him to the crazy house, just check him over mm-hmm. and give him multiple enemas. Because in this world, enemas <laughs> make you less crazy. <laughs> So, uh, meanwhile, Dracula visits an opera house because he's, you know, visiting his new new neighbors, and he meets Doctor Seward. Hey, I know that name, uh, <laughs> Hedley Lamar. Right? Oh, my boy, Hedley Lamar, uh, Mina, and Jonathan Harker, and Lucy. All these names. It's like we've seen so many movies with these same people. <laughs> <laughs> and so Dracula is being his suave self, and he actually, I, I guess moderately wins lucy over she's like i want to see some more of that guy he's pretty cute and cool and then that night he goes into bat form and flies to her window and she closes it right before he gets there and he hits his face <laughs> but he's like still leslie nielsen head on a bat body as he's flying but he gets into her room and he bites her and so the next day lucy's all types of fucked up she's all pale and stuff and <laughs> everybody's like what's wrong with her she's sick and so you know uh the doctor has a buddy and he knows about weird things like this so he gives him a call and lo and behold he calls van helsing and it's our boy (laughs) bill brooks and so uh probably one of the cooler versions of van helsing you'll see in a movie uh i still like what's his name wolverine i can't remember his name his version of of Van Helsing's pretty dang cool. That movie's pretty pretty sweet. I like it. So it'd be cool if they made another one of those. I wouldn't be mad. I would not be mad. 
And so uh, in this version, he's a professor of what, not demonology, but just the occult supernatural situations. And so he has a theory. He's feeling yes and no about it. But it seems like there is uh, what? It's not Jackson. It's Bella, Emma. <laughs> oh, I'm literally looking everywhere for my monitor. I'm like, what happened to my child? He was asleep. <laughs> no, it's Emma <laughs> or it's Bella whining in, in our other room. It's yeah, she, Emma. It was yeah. me. Yeah, she walks up and down the hallway around eh, some, usually a little bit later, and she walks up and down the hallway just yelling at everybody. Because <laughs> yep. she's just confused about the darkness. I don't get it. <laughs> and so Van Helsing comes in, and he's going to help out the doctor and Lucy. And so he feels there may be a chance that they are dipping into the supernatural right now. And so they cover Lucy's bedroom in garlic. And the doctor is like, this is kind of dumb, but... I'll still follow through with this because, you know, you know, got any, we don't have any other better ideas. And so Ren failed. He fails a couple of times to actually remove the garlic. And he's kind of made to look like a peeping Tom because he's <laughs> looking under the sheets and he sees all of Lucy's giblets as he scoots away and taken back to the crazy house for like, I think at this point, it's like the third time he is taken away for enemas. It's a lot of enemas. And straight jackets. It happens. <laughs> it happens a lot. <laughs> On second thought, give him the enema, then give him the straight jacket. Yeah. And then another enema. So Van Helsing they, <laughs> and another. And another. And another. And another. <laughs> so Van Helsing and Draggy, they meet. And so Van Helsing's like, like I said, he has a theory. Kind of yes and no right now, but I think that Dracula is the vampire. And uh what was it, Jonathan? Uh, Harker. Harker's kind of with them and he'll help out with this situation but the doctor's still kind of meh about it until they find Lucy's body drained of her blood and dead and Van Helsing tells him that we need to stake this body because she's going to come back and attack everybody and so Van Helsing and Jonathan head to her body. It's not buried yet and they're going to stake it out just to make sure she doesn't hop back up. Lo and behold, she does and attacks the guy uh with the caretaker. I don't even know what person or the grave digger. There was a dude watching the body. The mortician? I suppose he was. He looked like bummy. I don't know. This is back in the day. So he gets eaten and Lucy tries to seduce Jonathan. And he's like, I'm engaged. <laughs> She's like, eh. it ain't to you. And I'm undead. And he's like, Well, I'm not <laughs> unengaged. So <laughs> that was the best yeah oh it's great stuff and so uh they push her back into the crypt with a with a cross and she scoots back in and lays down because in this world a cross will make you go back to sleep it's so, night and so van helsing uh tells him to stake stake lucy through the heart as he scuttles behind something and so this scene they actually didn't tell the actor that that much blood was going to shoot out <laughs> and so when he staked lucy and just the pound of blood just hits him in the face. He <laughs> stays in character, which is awesome because I'd be like, what the fuck just happened? And I, I'd have broke. And then he's like, well, keep going. Do it again. And he goes back behind the pillar 
and more blood shoots out and he's like oh she's she she's she's dead enough <laughs> she's dead enough yeah oh but it's it's cool so now at this point jonathan is like we got vampires and van helsing's like told you <laughs> and the doctor's still kind of ill at this point he kind of believes him because jonathan pops back up and he's covered in blood just from head to toe tells him to clean up somewhere else and so dracula sees mina and he's like i'm gonna marry that human lady i'm gonna make her a vampire i'm gonna marry that chick and so he starts biting on mina and uh mina has a little scarf on her neck She's trying to hide the fact that she's been bit and they quickly find out. And so there is a dance and at this dance, they're going to try to super confirm that Dracula is the one that they're looking for. Like I said, it's been a theory at this point, but they got to make sure because there's some theories that Renfield might be the vampire because he's out there eating bugs and running around being crazy. And Oh my God, you did it again. You when they were at the fucking tea party and he just, he's like. Yeah. <laughs> no, he just ate that spider. When that fucking spider came down on that string, I laughed my ass. And it was like, it was like, one <laughs> it of those, was like twirling. It was one of those like spider rings. Yep. And then he just has the cockroach leg just twitching out of his. Yep. It's a grasshopper. There's, there's something twitching out of my he's mouth. Like, what? No. <laughs> I love it. He's- I found the fork. I I saw you. (laughs) So at the dance, Dracula is dancing with Mina and having a great time. They have themselves a very sexy dance. And uh, their plan is to reveal a mirror. And then they finally confirm it because Dracula's invisible as fucking a mirror. And she's dancing by herself. And Jonathan, he's he's an idiot in this this version. Wow, she's doing pretty good uh, by herself out there. They just kind of look at him. They're like, you idiot. He's like, he's invisible. And so Dracula breaks the mirror, scoots off with Mina, and he's put his coffin in an abandoned church because he's like, nah, they're going to go to that castle and try to jump us. So Renfield, meet me at this abandoned castle, this church. Make sure no one follows you. And so Dracula scoots off with Mina, and the gang... They wait for Renfield to try to go off. And so Renfield does this very sneaky and crafty, the craftiest craft that you could see a fox ever do to lose him. He goes north, south, east, and west with his body and his head. And he's like, lost him. And he scoots <laughs> but, but that pose is he good. He's like, yep. <laughs> run, run, run. Swish, swish. Run, run, run. Lost him. <laughs> and he runs off. And so they easily follow him because there's nothing to do and so Renfield's like yeah no one no one followed me we're good uh master and they're like hey he went into that church get him and they're like god damn it (laughs) and so Renfield gets choked out and thrown down the stairs and gets stepped on like his insides get smushed and his crotch gets stepped on really hard and so the final battle it's Dracula versus the doctor and Jonathan and Van Helsing, uh, they put up a pretty good fight against him, but Dracula's crazy strong, and he has this giant cross, like, keeping him at bay, and they go in for the stab, and, and apparently in Dracula movies or vampire movies, when you're going to stake a vampire, you have to take the stake over your head and come down at a very impossible and dumb angle to stab him in the heart. That's, like, the only way to stab a vampire, apparently, and it's easy for people to block it. Like, stop that. Because you need the force, the downward force. <laughs> 
Use the forks. <laughs> yep. But uh, Dracula's beating me. Homer, the forks. Yeah, the forks. <laughs> and so Dracula's beating the shit out of everybody because, you know, they only brought like one steak. And so at that point it gets broken. They're like, what do we do? And so daylight is happening. And so daylight hits Dracula. He starts burning. And he's like, whoop, time to, time to get the hell out of here. And our old buddy Renfeld opens up the roof hatch because he's trying to help out his master and it burns him up and turns him into dust. And so hooray, Mina, she's normal again. And hooray, the bad guy is gone. And Renfield's really sad and he puts a little smiley face into the dust. And he's like, oh, see, you're happy again. He scooped up the ashes with two broken pieces of wood. Oh my God, I fucking died. (laughs) When he's like, oh, you're starting to look like yourself again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this movie's crazy. And so the doctor leaves with Renfeld and he's like, you're free now. You don't have to listen to anybody. You know, you know. And he's like, well, come on, come along. He's like, yes, master. So he has a new master. And Mina and Jonathan scoot off to their five-year engagement and not touch each other. <laughs> so the whole situation. Oh man, but no, this movie's really good. It's it's vintage Mel Brooks, very silly jokes, uh, a lot of big booby ladies, a lot of sexy, sexy ladies in this film. Uh, it's funny. So Mel Brooks films, he likes to have the males be really dumb and the ladies be very beautiful and usually pretty smart, but he loves the guys just being really dumb. <laughs> like they're good at one thing, but then everything else they're just complete idiots. And so that's... That's very vintage Mel Brooks angle, especially with science fiction-y horror kind of angles. He likes he likes his dudes dumb and the women pretty cool, smart. They know what they're working with. And so uh, this movie, pretty cool. I haven't seen it since I was a wee one. So This movie is probably the least offensive Mel Brooks film I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, that and, is for damn sure. And yeah. you got to remember he's following... A, another track it's not his own idea and so it's like i mean robin hood men in tights was also like yeah but that's following. such a broad story it could he could go crazy with it. dracula and it seems like he wanted to do something very traditional yeah like with it kept going with all these classics yeah like, i think i i think it would have been a a great transition like it already had been and he killed it I mean, I feel like Dracula Dead and Loving It didn't do or wasn't as popular as, you know, something like Robin Hood. Like, I felt like this was maybe it was a good time for Mel Brooks to step out just because this movie, I I, I don't remember it. Like, honestly, I don't. I, I almost feel like this was probably the first time I've ever seen it, which is really surprising because I love Mel Brooks and, you know, love Leslie Nielsen and I've seen pretty much all of his movies. But yeah, I almost felt like he should have done a series of more classics like this. And yeah. that would have been amazing. All right, Max Brooks, if you're listening, time to bring it back. Oh, please. Jeez. I would love that. Okay, so let's get to it. Uh, Katie, who is your favorite character in Dracula, Dead and Loving It? Um, It was a tie. I loved both Dracula and Van Helsing. I think 
Mel Brooks did an amazing job at being Van Helsing and was hilarious, but not over the top. Like, I think a lot of the characters in this movie were over the top um, to the point of annoyance for me. But I think that both Mel Brooks and Leslie Nielsen as Dracula were just the right amount of like comedy with seriousness in their role. Everyone else was just trying to be over exaggerated and like too funny. And I think both of them did a really good job in this. And it's probably my favorite thing that Leslie Nielsen's ever done. So agreed. Uh, Micah. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, what's his name? Renfield. Yep. Yeah. Renfield. I thought he was a great Igor character in this. And, uh, he was a, <laughs> the change that he went through from being a proper English gentleman to just being a completely under his Mindless control and batshit crazy was, ha <laughs> I see what you did there. Batshit crazy. No, but... Okay. Oh my God. Anyway, I thought that was hilarious. And all of his random, just little little scenes that he was in where they just tried to put him back in the sanitarium or when he uh, jumps off the roof and then Dracula's like, no, I fly, you follow. Oh, he flies, he I don't. Flies. He flies, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, he was just a, just a fun character who is an Igor type just the the unknowing unwitting assistant that was you know his brain had basically been turned to mush by dracula and he 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 was over the top but it was like a good over the top where it just kind of fit the mood oh me okay um yes i had a hard time picking people i didn't like in this movie but Along the lines of what Katie said, there were a lot of people that were just over the top and it almost seemed overplayed. But I will never not say Mel Brooks or Leslie Nielsen in a movie with either one of them. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. I loved yeah. them both. But Mel Brooks is my absolute... I love him all the time in all things. So, Otis. So my number one pick is uh, Harvey Corman. So Headley, uh, what Emma and I were giggling about earlier, uh, from Blazing Saddles. He is in a ton of films, and the man is so hilarious. Uh, Harvey Corman, check him out. He's in this movie. He's fucking amazing. It's really good. The whole scene with the uh, having tea and the bugs and stuff. It was just really funny and just. <laughs> How he said words and stuff, just it was just silly. And so uh, he's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's a no brainer. Just like Emma said, anytime Mel Brooks is doing something, it, it, someone's going to laugh. The dude's smart at making people giggle at something silly. So he's great. So Van Helsing was really cool. And like I said, this is like the second coolest version of Van Helsing ever. So it's always fun to see Mel Brooks be a really cool character. So. Uh, Katie, who is your least favorite character? Um, that would be Jonathan Harker, played by Stephen Weber. Yes. Um, he was the easily the most over the top person in this film. Yeah, everybody's a dummy. Even more so than uh, Renfeld, which is like 
insane to me because Renfield is supposed to be the over the top character. But every time Jonathan showed up, he was just exhausting. Like it was making me tired watching him. <laughs> and I was just frustrated that he was so dumb and like just couldn't understand what was happening. Like the simplest tasks and things oh, yeah. didn't make any sense to him. And I'm like, come the fuck on like i get that he's supposed to be dumb but he didn't need to be that dumb and i was just getting annoyed throughout the entire movie at all the stupid things that he was doing and how he reacted when uh when after mina gets bit she like comes back and then like hits on him and it was just like i don't know it was so bad like it, it was just not yeah. it wasn't good uh micah I'm going to say, uh, what was the, the first girl's name? Lucy. Lucy. Um, uh, her hitting on, on Jonathan and, and trying to make a move on him and stuff. Like she was trying to be convincing and was not very good at it. Like she did not have, at, like it was one of those, well, I can do what he did you know, kind of things without actually really leading into that where it was like, oh, I can, I can have Dracula's powers because he bit me, but I definitely don't have Dracula's powers. Hey, okay. I'm undead. I'm a, I'm a vampire and, but I don't have the power of seduction. Apparently it's not working on this guy. Well, all <laughs> right. Um, now I'm, gushing buckets of blood on this guy <laughs> yeah she could have she could have deposited that blood at a blood bank saved some <laughs> lives what a bitch mel brooks pops out she just ate <laughs> <laughs> i literally couldn't what what did he what was his uh his like reasoning for hiding behind the thing location location <laughs> location <laughs> Yeah, it's not his first staking. It, yeah, it wasn't his first. It wasn't his first staking. That's right. I couldn't remember the line. <laughs> and then when Emma it's said, all about location, location, location. 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 Uh, Me? Yeah. Uh, also, Jonathan, for everything that Katie said, because he was stupid. Otis, go ahead. Um, I actually didn't have a least favorite. I understand in Mel Brooks films, there's usually not that many like main characters because uh, some of my favorite ones, well, Spaceballs had a ton of people, but with that one, it was honestly just what Lone Star and but Barf for the biggest chunk. It, it, it kind of depends, but this one, they were working with like three people, four with Leslie Nielsen around. So it was like a lot of people in the scenes. So a lot of people had to be kind of dumb and not say a lot. And, you know, when Mel Brooks is, like, one of the, like, main characters, it's hard to juggle everybody. And so I understand what you guys about Jonathan, but, you know, he's a big old dummy. There had to be someone in that group that was completely dumb. <laughs> but I actually didn't have a least favorite character. Like, everyone did their job. Everybody, I don't know, played their parts right. So I enjoyed everybody. But, yes, there were some dummies in this group. <laughs> but, no, but I liked everything. It's... It's a pretty solid story. That's why people keep going back to Dracula and doing it over and over because it's a solid story. So accurate. 
Okay, let's do seven word synopsis. I only have one because I was watching it and I was enjoying it. So the creative juices weren't flowing as much. But uh, the one I have is how much blood. Oh, how much blood can she have left? Uh, (laughs) The first stake was an absurd amount. And I was like, I didn't remember this scene as a kid, but I knew he was going to stake her at least one more time after that. That dude, they went through so much blood in that scene. And I was like, good God. (laughs) There's another vampire movie. I want to say it's Lost Boys where they lose, they like spout blood out when they die. I think it's Lost Boys. That movie's really gross when you kill a vampire. And then like, they got into this phase where like movies like Blade, you just kind of just turn into dust. And like Buffy is just just dust and you go away because they don't have to clean that shit up. Yeah, except for when they bleed blade. Yeah, right. <laughs> you have no blood left. He's like, I'm still gonna beat you up. Uh Katie. Leslie Nielsen in his most normal role. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. This was the least insane I have ever seen Leslie Nielsen in role. He always plays the crazy over the top nutbag in every movie like in airplane in fucking mr magoo in everything he's just over the top and in this one he was very normal like he was funny and he did funny things but it wasn't insane like he usually is kind of like in scary movie three yes exactly (laughs) the dude with the voice box machine oh man oh the aliens are taking over i see we're not so much different (laughs) <laughs> oh man damn that's mm. Fuck. uh micah <laughs> all right this this movie makes me need an enema ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay i have a few dry ice comes standard with transylvanian homes damn right yep <clears throat> Because, like, every set of stairs had dry ice on it. Um, and then, Guano, know how I got this house? <laughs> I about shot my pants when he stepped on that bat poop and ate shit down the stairs. That was great. Uh, sleep tight. Don't let the vampires bite. <laughs> Damn it. I should have thought of that one. And then, alive? No. Dead? No. Nosferatu. Italian? What? <laughs> and then my uh, alliterative. Notorious Nielsen nails necromantic neck nibbler Nosferatu. Ooh. That was impressive. Why, thank you. Killing it. Okay, I have one more. Ooh. Uh, vampire steaks are on the menu tonight. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah. That was a good one. Love <laughs> sausage. Okay, this film uh, unfortunately came out in December 22nd, 1995. Uh, It kind of got pushed. uh, I want to say it got pushed back a little bit. Uh, Mel Brooks talked about that this movie would have probably done better if it came out in October, unfortunately. But uh, what do you cool cats and kittens think the budget for Dracula Dead and Loving It is? Katie? $10 dues. $10 dues. Your face, Katie. You're so beautiful. 
things. Uh, Emma. Twelve dollar dues. Micah. Emma took the number in my head, so I'm going seven point five dollar dues. <laughs> 7.5. Micah, you probably should have went the other way. Retail price for Dracula Dead and Loving It, $30 redues. Damn. Yeah. Good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This movie had a ton of famous people, but, man, it's a lot of money. <laughs> I'm confused. I mean... There's a lot of different sets. They yeah. Did, they did travel up to a bunch of different locations. Yeah. The scenery but was pretty cool. I don't understand how they spent that much money. Like, Leslie Nielsen would have cost a bit, and Mel Brooks, of course, but he made the movie, so not that much. Yeah. And then everyone else from Robin Hood, like, they would have cost a little bit, but none of them were huge stars in the 90s. Yeah, I like, don't know. They all had done like a little bit of things. Yeah, I don't know money-wise. I don't know how. The blood? The hooker and blow budget. Yeah. The, C- <laughs> the CGI on that Leslie Nielsen head bat. Yep, that was the least. That's the truth. Oh, more than that, because he did it a couple well. times. <laughs> okay. So, what does everyone think the box office for Dracula Dead and Loving It is? Katie. 30. 30 mil. Katie said this movie didn't make shit. Uh, Emma. 28. 28. Micah. 24. 24. By the laws of this land, y'all went over. But Micah was closer. The box office for Dracula Dead and Loving It. Ten dollar dues. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can understand Ouch. why they never brought it back. Unfortunately, yeah. Oh, I was wrong. Completely the opposite of my guesses. Yeah. When I saw your numbers, I was like, "Damn! If you just slipped them, bad boys, you'd be doing <laughs> real good." Do we have any? Do we have any like history behind this? Like, what happened? What went wrong? Where- well, see, that's the problem with coming up with great funny films back in the day and then still trying to keep it up they expect that same like bite a lot of people said that this one just wasn't as good they it, from what they came to expect from a mel brooks film and it was just kind of you know what this this i'm sure this is a very unpopular opinion but to me it's like going from futurama to disenchantment it's okay. And that comes but with time, you know? not bringing in the same kind of audience. There yeah. are a lot of people that watch it. They're, I'm not saying it's bad. And I'm not saying this movie was bad. But like I had said before, it felt like a flop. Like, it felt like... I, I don't know. I can't think of the right way to describe it. But it just... Maybe it just didn't have the same flow. I I don't know. There was just something off about it versus what the popular stuff was. Yeah. Uh, One thing that some people said that uh, uh, some people, a guy from Variety, he said that like there isn't much here that would have seemed out of place or too tasteless in comedy sketches of the 50s. Unfortunately, this movie is so mild it just came off bland to a lot of people i get that it wasn't over the top like 
I imagine it wasn't people- a normal Mel Brooks thing. Yeah. Or Leslie Nielsen. People went into this yeah. expecting the shenanigans from airplane and it was much to much more toned down right and then yeah. you know some people probably were going in like oh shit it's gonna be like blazing saddles but with vampires it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be wild <laughs> you know and just I, I don't know if that was like some pressure from people buying the scenes or anything like that but it's just you know i know mo brooks comes up with great stuff it's just my idea is that he probably just followed the original idea of dracula and he's like i'll just add in great jokes along the way and sure you know slipping on bat poop and falling downstairs some people they get to a certain age they're like that's not funny anymore i giggled because it's leslie nielsen falling downstairs i'm always gonna laugh at that or it's like when you you know it's funny but it's a different kind of funny now and all you can muster is a ha yeah it's yeah, but I will say this is probably the tamest Mel Brooks film that I've seen. Uh, it, I enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it. It was great. It's just I can see why some people, you know, were like, eh. and plus this bad boy came out like right before Christmas, which is December is not a good month for movies, honestly. Not a good month for not unless it's Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah, unless it's like on Christmas Day and then afterward, you're pretty good. You can make some money, but. Yeah, I've seen horror movies in December that do, mm, but yeah, it's probably for the best. You probably avoid December for a scary, or, you know, a spoof of a scary movie, which is yeah. still the same. Yeah, scary, funny man. movies are like spring, summer movies, not. Yeah. So that. Not winter. That probably didn't help anything, honestly, yeah. because I want to say they were trying to go up against, uh, was it Vampire in Brooklyn, the Eddie Murphy film with uh, vampires? Yeah, that's the one that came out around the same time. And man, boy, howdy, that this movie is way better than Vampire in Brooklyn. My mom rented that because she was like, holy shit, this is vampires and Eddie Murphy. Like, you can't go wrong. And then it did. And then it did. And then she was like, huh. <laughs> I remember watching. I was like, I like both of these things. And I was like, damn, kind of want my hour and a half back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad about this. But, you know, yeah. But I think they were a bit worried about going up, like, directly against it. So they kind of let some time go by but then unfortunately it came out in december which didn't help nobody so it's sad it's a good one um it just sucks that that was the last one mel brooks like directed uh i i want to say he's probably been involved with a few things but not really deep but hey man we got producers and that movie's fucking great so i'm glad that he wrote it so that was really fun so mm-hmm. yeah uh does anybody have anything else to say about dracula dead and loving it It it's really funny go check it out it was great i enjoyed it yep yep i liked it okay so being that this is the last episode of this month of spoof horror uh we'll just be real quick about it Uh, i just want to know which movie did you guys like the the most which one was your favorite so i'll go through it Abbott Costello meets Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman, and Invisible Man. Or Final Girls, Banana Splits movie, or Dracula Dead and Loving It. Katie. That's really tough because we chose these because they were quote unquote spoofs, but two of them ended up being act- like legitimate horror films. Um, <laughs> Final Girls and Banana Slits are now in my top 10 horror films that we've watched. Both of them are in my top 10 that we've watched 
like throughout the entirety of this podcast um, because they were incredible. They were both really graphic. They both had really good storylines. Like I legitimately liked both of those really well, but I wouldn't, after the fact, I wouldn't really consider them spoofs. Um, I guess Banana Splits is technically a spoof, but it's more like a just haunted reboot from like from an old cart like an old show not really a spoof on it because they weren't necessarily making fun of it it's just they all became demonic (laughs) um i really liked dracula dead and loving it but abbott and costello meet frankenstein was one of the funniest things i've ever watched in my life oh yeah (laughs) Because Lou Costello had me rolling for seriously the entire hour and a half. Like, (laughs) I just couldn't stop laughing at him. So I've got to go with uh, Abbott and Costello for sure. Uh, Emma. That is also my pick. (laughs) I've known that movie since I was a very little girl. And I have never watched it without just an absolute giggle fest. So that exactly mm-hmm. Abbott and Costello is 100% my pick Micah. Oh, 100%. I think this is going to be a consensus pick, but yeah, no, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I had obviously, ev- well, I'm not going to say everybody that's way too general, but I know a lot of people have heard the name Abbott and Costello and probably know who's on first. They probably haven't heard the whole thing, but they know who's on first. Oh yeah. yeah, baseball joke. <laughs> yeah, I've heard it. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, the slapstick in it, the the fact that the it's just a one hundred percent perfect balance between somebody who's a really really serious character and somebody who is just so far over the top. It's just yeah, easily easily the best one. Yeah. So uh, going through these movies, uh, we should have had it like spoof slash like comedy. Uh, they all work with that. I, I get what you're saying about Final Girls, but that's kind of a spoof on just shitty 80s horror movies. It's, it's Kind of, but it wasn't really a spoof because spoofs are like, ha 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 ha, let's put in a dick joke right here. Or ha ha ha, look at all that blood that just went squirting out of their finger for no goddamn True. reason. Like spoofs are meant to be stupid funny and that movie took like it took the dumb shit that happens in 80s horror films and then threw in a 2000s horror film on top of it and added this cool like time jump thing (laughs) like it that was a fucking badass movie so out of all these films uh it's a no-brainer. Abba Costello is the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. Yeah. It was damn funny. And yeah. it's good, but, you know, it, there's people like every generation that are just way too funny for their own fucking good, and they can't help it. And so, uh, but Final Girls was really, really good. Banana Splits was really good. I didn't think that was going to be that good. And yeah, Banana Splits. Dude got cut in half, good. and they showed it all, and I was like, oh, shit, this is that kind of movie. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Uh, this whole month, uh, it was really good picks. I enjoyed everything. Uh, but oh, if I had yeah. to go with one that I had to go to the mountaintop and tell everybody about, I'm probably going to do Final Girls. Uh, Terrell, just knowing me and what I like, scary movie-wise, was like, you're going to like this movie. Fucking, I know you are. Watch it. And I watched it. I was like, this is fucking good. Like, he, like, he's like, no duh, man. I know. Uh, but they're all great. Like, all 40s picks, I would tell anybody 
to check them out because they're really fucking good. But Final Girls was like my favorite one. Uh, I'm really thinking about just buying that so it's just in my collection because it's really fucking good. I, I liked it a lot. Plus, I want to see if there's commentary because I wouldn't mind just sitting and getting drunk and just listening to commentary. That's that kind of yeah. scary movie film I, I would sit and just listen to just commentary of and be like, oh, cool, fun fact about a movie that probably 2% of the world cares about, but I'll have that in my yeah. brain just in case. <laughs> okay, so we are done. We closed the book on <laughs> spoof slash comedy horror, the funny stuff. In my book of notes on horror movies, I got two left, and then I'm going to have to change to a new book. It's all old and beat up, but we're going to get a new one soon. I'm excited. We bought like 100 of them. So, <laughs> But we are moving into the world of zombies. Uh, Again. Yeah, uh, but I'm very excited about some of the picks we've talked about. It's some damn good movies out there that people have said that are as good as like Shaun of the Dead, or it's like, this movie reminds me of Shaun of the Dead. It's that smart and funny and just crazy. So I am very pumped about some of the picks that we're doing. So zombie month should be really fucking good. So like always, uh, we've switched up some of the months and the genres and added some things in, but uh, I can't remember what's after zombie. Uh, Let me see. Uh, oh, found footage. There's a couple of found footage films that I've uh, that I've checked out, so I'm excited about that too. And foreign horror, woo, buddy! It's gonna be good stuff. The next like three months is gonna be good. And science fiction, woo! I'm excited. But I like talking about horror movies. It's like one of the funniest, funnest things to do in the world. So, if you have any other fun facts about silly spoof horror movies or things that we could do next year or anything like that, you can tweet us at. Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have our Facebook at Allentown Presents. So thank you, Studio Fetus, for the artwork. You're really cool. I have some ideas. I'm going to get in touch with them and make some pictures and stuff. I have some cool ideas. Uh, for Katie, for Emma, Micah, crazy old loud Bella running around. Uh, we are the Spooky Movie Squad. So if this is your first episode, it's a good one. We talked about some good Leslie Nielsen stuff. I love Leslie Nielsen. He's probably one of my favorite funny people. Spy Hard. If you've never seen that movie, watch Spy Hard. It's really fucking good. Or Wrongfully Accused. Lamb Chop's in it. It's really funny. So uh, there's tons of great movies that we've reviewed. So like I said, if this is your first one, there's 123 episodes that we've done before. Uh, tons of scary movies. There's some good ones. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is always in my head. I actually said today, Emma... Uh, here comes the sun, dupe doo doo. I said that. Earlier <laughs> today. Dude, what, Dude, doo doo. Dude, <laughs> Like fucking Leslie Nielsen, I'm having chicken and wine. <laughs> Open the window. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, there's some amazing episodes out there. So uh, yeah, you can hop around. There's no like main storyline to it, but it's some great ones. So. Uh, check them out. But like I said, if you've been here, if this is your first episode, welcome. If you've been here since the beginning, what up, Guido? We have some great ones. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And we'll be back very soon with a zombie film. I don't know who's going to go first. We'll we'll convene and sit down and, and go through them. But I'm very pumped for zombie films because we got some good ones. 
they're gonna flip the script you know on it so uh but like always thank you so much for listening and we'll be back very soon with another film okay bye guys bye dudes (laughs) Ha 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 